Here we are, episode 25 of Built for Better. Who would have thought that we would have got 25 episodes in, but I was looking back on a couple of my first few episodes the other day, and it's crazy to think how far my voice has come. Um, Doing these via Zoom has really um, allowed me to get, I guess, some of my idols on to talk to, which um, is really exciting. Uh, But today's guest is Brianna Harkness. She runs Clean Shred in Sydney with a partner, Simon, um, and it's one of the best transformation centres in Sydney. The results they get are phenomenal. Um, So it was only, um, I guess, fitting that I talked to her about transformations. Uh, Before we get into it, let's roll the intro. I'm sick of us not doing this right. That's why I think I've gotten you from my life. No more. I'm sick of us not doing this right. That's why I think I'm cutting you from my life. No more wasted energy spinning the pace for every hour of waste. I need an escape to center me. And I don't mean to make a rush for the door. The time's a currency, I'm currently poor. I'll be leaving it soon. I don't mean to be rude, but this scene ain't for me. Like your mom's seeing your nudes. Hey, thanks for jumping on. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's, uh, like you were the kickstarter to me really diving deep in nutrition. I'm not sure if you remember you presented at the um, event. It was at Clean Shred, your place, um, on do. nutrition and pretty much the whole room, no one really spoke to their clients much about nutrition and it's like the major ingredient to clients getting results. Yeah, I remember that well actually. I think I said oh, a show of hands on who's talking to their clients about nutrition and in this room full of like, insanely fit and strong people I think two people put their hand up so yeah yeah and that's just um really made me dig deep and um yeah it's like being crazy the results I've had in the gym simply from from that Mm. let's um I always get talking too much before we start but let's dive back really quickly I know you're on time frame um tell us about what were you like at school what was your upbringing like and how you got into the health and fitness industry yeah, cool. So I had a, a pretty, um, I guess, I felt like I had a, a pretty great upbringing. I was very lucky. I have, um, yeah, really awesome family. So just one sibling. I have a brother that's two years older than me and then, yeah, really supportive parents. Um, so I was born in, in Victoria, in sort of rural Melbourne, rural Victoria, I should say. Um, and I moved up to Sydney for my dad's work. He worked for Johnson & Johnson when I was like six, seven years old. Um, so we moved around a fair bit. Um, moved a bunch of places in Sydney and then when I was 12, like in year six it was, year six, seven, year seven, we moved to the US for a year, um, lived in New Jersey in the US, which was an interesting experience but a cool thing to experience. Like a, a, um, a, a lot of kids that age sort of don't get to experience a whole different part of the world, especially living in it rather than just holidaying in it. So that was great. And then, um, yeah, I came back high school. I was relatively sporty um, throughout school. I loved sport and all of that. Um, I probably performed pretty well. Like used to go to sort of zone and diocesan in the um, in late primary school, um, and then probably come high school, I was a little bit more shy, probably a little bit too cool. And I was I was naturally alright at sport, but I didn't push super high. I played, um, you know, like you touched football with my mates, and I played netball, and I probably played like A's and B's, but never really went super hard with it, and probably didn't really fulfill my potential I wasn't pushed super hard with it and um, I just sort of did it for enjoyment and was probably more caring about social life more than anything else through my later years in high school um but yeah to be honest I knew I'm one of those few people that I knew when I finished school exactly what I wanted to do I um yeah I just I guess um 
like a big point for me was that I wasn't like a skinny kid. I wasn't um, I wasn't super overweight or anything, but my weight fluctuated. My mum also had quite a big um, health weight loss journey. Like after having kids, she had a big, pretty big transformation. I think through my high school and, and even primary school years, I saw her struggle with that and maybe just had a heightened awareness of it. I, I look back and sort of think this is where my want for to, to get into the fitness industry came from. Um, and it's funny because even through like probably late, primary school and through high school I've gone back through my things when I moved out of home and all that and I have all these diaries and journals where I've cut things out of the newspaper and like Dolly magazine and um, you know had food diaries and all that sort of stuff and I didn't have like disordered eating or anything it was just this real interest in it and I remember feeling like you know all these other kids were just sort of skinny and they looked a certain way I was probably fitter than most of them but I didn't naturally have that, like that didn't come naturally to me and I felt like it probably didn't come naturally to my mum and I think that just must have sparked something in me and I sort of envied that and wanted to, you know, I always wanted to look and feel really fit, like I just always had an interest in that and I felt like I I physically was pretty fit but I I didn't quite understand why or how to, to really eat properly and I just had a massive interest in it and, yeah, from the end of school I had decided um you know, I'd actually applied for a job at the gym I wanted to work with before I finished school. I obviously got knocked back because I could only work for a few hours a day um, and I wasn't qualified, but, you know, you better have to give it a crack because I was a member of that gym. I got a, um, a gym membership for my 16th birthday, um, yeah, because I was in my L plates at the time and used to drive to the gym. Um, so, yeah, I just had an interest in it and I knew what I wanted to do. I finished school and I didn't have amazing grades. So my plan was to apply for uni, which I knew I probably wouldn't get into, which was nutrition and dietetics, I think was the course at the time. And then if I didn't get into that, I'd just get straight into my um, PT course, which is what I did. Um, got stuck into that. My parents actually moved overseas again when I finished school. So when I was 18, they moved to Singapore for three years. So they basically wanted to wait until I got a job and was stable to before they moved, which was really nice of them. And so, yeah, I finished my course, which was like eight weeks or ten weeks at the time and got stuck straight into I got the job then at the, the gym that I'd wanted to work at. So I sort of knew what I wanted, which was pretty what rare. What gym was that? It was called C2K at the time. It's just run by um, the local RSL in Castleville, which is sort of where I grew up. And it's I loved this gym. And it, to this day I look back and I had such great times there. I moved on when I was ready, but... I worked there for, I think, six and a half years and, and grew a full client base. I actually worked on reception a little bit at the beginning too and I just really learned heaps about the gym. Um, I worked with a really good team there and I think I learned a lot from people. Like they just had great systems in mentoring and, um, yeah, it was, it was sort of a big box gym but it's a privately owned by the RSL one. Um, and, yeah, I think I, I met Simon there, so I met my husband there and, um which was weirdly, he worked there the whole time, but we didn't get together until sort of the last year, I think, that I was there. But, yeah, I loved that experience and, um, yeah, just worked hard. I think I was pretty driven from the get-go to, like, make some money. I wanted to save money. I was living, you know, like 18 by myself or with my brother, so I, I wanted to be pretty independent. I wanted to buy a car and a few things like that. So I just went hard and got really into it and I loved it. I just absolutely loved the fitness industry and I still do. It's such a, an amazing, positive industry to be in. I, I just loved it. So I um, yeah, went hard at it, built my way up there to sort of master trainer, which was the top level and, yeah, and then moved on to, to clean shred from there pretty much. Yeah, so for anyone who is not familiar with clean shred, pause this now and um, jump on and get it up because it's a dream facility. <laughs> if I was to get a pen and paper out and draw what the dream would be, like that's exactly it. 
<laughs> I love hearing that. <laughs> it's, um, I mean, obviously now you look at it and it's, it's all perfect and exactly how you want it, but what were the steps to get it to where it is now? <laughs> it's funny because I don't know if I ever look at it and think it's perfect, but um, it's sort of all relevant, I guess. Like I probably look at it the same way that everyone else who has maybe a smaller facility looks at it. And having the biggest facility is, is not always the very best thing I should preface, but um, yeah, but it's awesome. Course. I love it. It is the dream. It's a lot of work, but it's it was the dream and, and, and it sort of still is and I love this space so much. But, yeah, it's funny because we sort of fell into a little bit. Um, so Simon and I actually had a program. We created a program like in the last year where we were both working at a gym um, and it was like called Clean Strad. It was an online fat loss program Um and it was sort of the first of like in the early days of where online programming started where you, it had all the videos. It was pretty hardcore, this program, but you would get insane results over, I think it was, yeah, like 30 days or six weeks, I think it was. Um, and anyway, so that just went really well and it sort of became a little bit of a conflict of interest with work because a lot of people from the gym, which wasn't really the plan, wanted to jump on it and it was getting a bit confusing and so anyway, it sort of just was at the right time for both of us to leave. So he left and then I left a few months later. Um, but we didn't have plans to open the gym when we left there, which I don't think a lot of people would be surprised by, but we didn't have plans of that. We sort of wanted to just focus on this online and then we thought, you know, the next step probably would be a gym, but we weren't sure when or whether we would just do it online. So anyway, I was probably a little bit more pushing for a gym than Simon was. Um, and we were also living on the northern beaches, which is about 45 minutes away from where we were working. Um, so it was whether we did it where we sort of had an audience or whether we did it near home. And we ended up having, so I came across when we were sort of in this deciding phase, um, a friend that used to have a CrossFit was moving out of his space and he had like eight weeks left on his lease or three months left on his lease or something and was sort of happy to sublease it for, for really cheap and we had a bunch of stuff and I was like let's do it let's just run an in-house version of the clean shred online program we went in there our goal was to have 30 people and I think by the end of the first or second week we had 50 um, on a direct debit membership for the six weeks or the eight weeks or whatever I think it was six weeks we had initially had planned people wanted to keep going we were making a little bit of money out of it Next thing you know, we were off. So we just spent like, I don't even know, maybe like 10 grand worth of equipment, maybe a little bit less, but things just fell into place. Like we had, um, so Simon was training Yana Pittman at the time and she'd gone overseas to do bobsledding and she left all her, I asked him to look after all her equipment. So we had a whole bunch of her gym equipment and we had a friend that was starting an equipment line where they were making like small rigs and he asked if he could leave it in our space and then use it for photos and we were like, ah, oh, yep, perfect. So, yeah, it was like the universe was sort of on our side and it just fell into place and then we moved to the next place so that lease sort of ran out. We had planned to take over that lease and they came in and said, um, you can't be here basically like it's, you know, that it was actually DA approved for a gym, but it was um, the owner didn't want a gym in there because of noise complaints or something like that that they'd had with the previous owner. So we ended up going somewhere temporarily before we moved into our ideal space, um, which was not where we are now. Um, so we moved twice before moving in here, but just did like a temporary thing then came across into like a 250-ish squares. Um, but again, we sort of outgrew that and that was going to probably get a little bit complicated with council approvals. Again, we moved in somewhere where a gym was already, but there was um, no DA, which very interesting lesson learned. Never, ever open something unless you have a DA. Um, yeah, and then we we basically sort of got 
to the point where we were like, okay, we're going to have to leave here. And I was like, we're going to move. Let's go all and let's go hard. And the owner of that building actually owns a well now. And, and I was keen to like rip in and go hard. Like if I was going to do it, I sort of didn't want to do something like what other people had. We were pretty early to the game with it. But I was like, let's make it big and beautiful and epic and just like impact as many people as we can. And um, the owner took us to this place and we looked and it was like our voices echoed. This place was ginormous and it was, well, we were looking for something about 600 squares and this is uh, like 1,100. And we walked in, like looked up, like there's photos of it and like a human just looks like a dot (laughs) in such a big space. It doesn't feel so big now but like we sort of talked about it and we were just like, all right, this is what we would need to do. I just, I don't know, you need to just get that feeling. You're like, let's do this. Like I'm keen, let's go hard, let's give it a crack. And, yeah, we were both just excited and on board and we just went all in with it. Like we'd been in a pretty good place where we didn't have any debt or anything like that and we'd saved a little bit of money and, I mean, we we had had a little had to go into a little bit of debt with starting it up because it's such a big fit out. But yeah, and we just went all in. We had every hurdle you can imagine to get this place open, like through council with building works. Just so many hurdles that just felt so hard. And there was a few times where everyone was sort of like, "No, nah, we've got to find somewhere else." And there wasn't really anything else that suited um, because for a, a bigger space, you need parking, um, and that's just not there's not available in this area. Um, getting a bit off topic there but yeah like so anyway we did this huge fit out and we just went okay we we nutted out which we hadn't really done before we had no business plan or experience before that but we nutted out and got some help on exactly what numbers we needed we knew what we needed to hit so we basically I think we had about 60 or 70 members at the time and I think we needed 120 to cover our costs like just to cover them and so we started running out of loss and so We had, I think, one other coach or maybe two other coaches just working part-time that came on as we started. And um, we just went as hard as we could. Like Simon and I just looked after everyone. They helped us coach a little bit. But we went all in and we were doing like pretty much every class, working all day, every day, like round the clock. And we could do that at the time, which was awesome. And um, I think we got to the 120 members in the first four weeks. So... Yeah, and that was us doing a consult for every person and we just hustled. We were excited about it. I remember writing like I had it written on paper like and I had their file, each person. And I remember being like, yep, 74, like put another one in, yep, 75. Like, it was just pumped. It was so good and hard work but just so rewarding and people were loving it. And our, I think our open day, like I remember our open day the night before, you know, their space was finished. It looked good. But you just have, you know, we were small fries. We really were, you know, like we, I remember not sleeping the night before thinking, oh, like what if no one comes? What if it's like our family is the only people that rock up and we've spent all this money and taken this huge risk? And the next, I think we had like in the classes we ran, so we had two sort of, um, we had an hour and a half worth of two classes and I think we had 150 people in the class. Like it was insane. Wow, the energy Um, would have been awesome. It was so epic. Like it was just that we were on the biggest high. There was like 350 people came through on the day and we were just blown away. Like we didn't advertise, do we hate advertising? It was like the word just got around and people got behind us. It was, oh, I loved it. It was such a, it's, a, it's actually really fun reminiscing on it now. So it was, it all sounds really exciting and good seeing this. It was a bloody hard work to get there. There was <laughs> tears and lots of challenges along the way, but that's sort of the, the story of how we got there. So we weren't these like business savvy people. We sort of, knew the direction we wanted to go but just the universe worked in our favor and we sort of opened up opportunities I think along the way by just going for it 
yeah, diving into the unknown. Yeah. And how, like, let's dive into, like, I just did a bit of research this morning and just online, like, the transformations are phenomenal. You're known as a transformation hub. Um, how do you get your clients such good results? Uh, I guess, like, Simon and I have pretty good experience. Like, we've both worked with all different types of people and we did a lot of education I guess like over the years we've spent heaps and heaps of money a lot of our early education was probably from um, Charles Poliquin and that sort of realm so we learned a lot about sort of nutritional medicine um, just how to get your body humming along really well like balancing hormones and and looking at your body from a real wellness side and performance side so we really had that interest and that's sort of our values and how we look after ourselves you know in a balanced way don't get me wrong but that was sort of the background that we came from and what we were so passionate about and we just knew how to get weight off people like they're pretty simple formulas and don't get me wrong I've learned a lot over the years and I do things differently now to what I did then um, but I think one of the big things is that we we lead by example and so do our coaches so I think that sets a really good starting scene and we have really good methods and really thorough um, care for people so there's lots of follow-up so when people come in they have their initial consults um, and if their goal is fat loss, if we're talking about transformation, you know, we get a really thorough background on them. We know a lot about them. We know what's driving them, where they're at, you know, what they've been eating, what their activity looks like throughout the week, you know, what who they live with. All of these things are so important. So we find out heaps about them and then we put a plan together that's going to suit them. So it's not a generic plan. It's like we make it suit their lifestyle. Um, and particularly now, we've really refined it over the last sort of, um, particularly at the, um, last year and then into this year where we're running um, a specific six-week fat loss um, program. And it's, it's just a simple method, I guess. So they go into a deficit. Um, they have like clear calorie goals and a protein target. They have step goals that they hit daily. Um and they have their workouts. So they, most of them are in-house. So those people need to do four sessions a week. So it's pretty straightforward. But most programs are, right? But it's a matter of if you can stick to them. So what we've done with it is made it really easy for them to stick to. So most of the people we're working with in these programs, so we do have people that come in that have 20, 30 kilos to lose. And that's done probably a little bit differently. We're a bit more of the one-on-one coaching Um but for this shorter one, it's, you know, you have the people that come in that want to go from okay to great type of thing or good to great where they've got, you know, 5, 10 kilos to lose or they've lost a bit of weight but they don't know how to get that last bit off. So they're mostly eating okay. They have a pretty good idea and there is a lot of education about what good foods are but, but it's sort of more so about limiting what that intake is, just keeping it like it's a yes or a no, you, you won today or you didn't, like you can tick it off. And we follow it up every single day so that's really what the value is that they're getting from that program is we follow it up every single day so we keep them accountable they send us their steps every day and we check their food diary every day and then we can see as per roll call if they've done their four sessions a week so all it does is keep them accountable keeps them sticking to it if they follow if anyone follows any program right unless it's a terrible program they're going to get results so that's really the game changer is that we make it easy to stick to them because they're choosing their foods like yeah we give them ideas and um, some targets and things like that but they can eat how they want to eat they're not suddenly going from eating three meals a day to five or six and they're not you know not drinking coffee anymore like they can fit what they like to eat and what suits them in their day into what we've set for them so it just makes it easy to stick to and easy to stick to gets results 
Yeah, hundred percent. And the the big thing that you kept mentioning there was accountability. Like mm. most people sit at home, they know what to do, but they need someone to hold them accountable to get the results. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me included as well in that. Like I've I've done this fat loss program, and I, like I have photos, and it, I got amazing results. And like if I was to just go, like I'm pretty self motivated, but if I was like, oh, I'm going to stick to the six weeks and you know, like didn't have any follow-up or anyone around me to sort of keep me on track. It is much harder and, yeah, that to me that's the biggest game-changer. If you know someone's checking on you, you're going to be consistent. If you consistently get results. Yeah, for sure. And the thing I like about what you guys do is it's holistic, like we're not trying to give a meal replacement shake or something so that when this no. you know, six-week, four-week challenge, I can't remember what you said, is over, that then the weight comes back on. Like the mission is to get them to lose the weight and keep it off. Yeah, a big part of that as well is we do teach, like after we have a plan going forth afterwards, so we teach them about what their maintenance calories looks and feels like and how to sort of come out of that so then they're, they're not tracking and they're not obsessive around food. They know sort of what maintenance feels like. So that's also a big part of it. Yeah, for sure. And what are some things that are um, female-specific um, with this? To be honest, it's the exact same method in the fat loss program for males and females, it is worked out off um, like off that specific person. So we get all their measurements and then we work it out from their body. So it's specific in that sense, but it's the same deficit, etc. Um, we do a lot of lifestyle stuff. And again, a lot of it is the same sort of stuff for males and females. Um, we, I guess for females, like some in regards to health overall, it's always personal to that person. So, you know, we more specific to that person. You know, we, we do that thorough background questionnaire um, so we know, you know, whether if they've had children, like somebody who is looking after young kids is going to have a very different lifestyle and experience to a male that works in corporate, you know what I mean? So how we look after them is going to be different. Um, and optimising hormones is going to be the same sort of stuff in the sense of sleeping really well, you know, mostly eating good food, looking after their mindset, a big, big focus for females is avoiding toxins. That's something I'm huge on. So getting rid of um, like swapping out to some more natural products, which is much more common these days, but getting rid of, you know, the perfumes and the scents that are, that are sort of um, clogging up our systems as such and making weight loss harder and causing hormonal issues for, for females. So, yeah, that's probably the main thing. Um, we really encourage a lot of self-care in a balanced way for females and looking after um looking after themselves because how often do we see especially mums and and most mums are working these days they're just running to the ground they're just giving them everything to everyone else and they're depleted and they sort of wonder why they can't get results because they're exhausted they're not really giving themselves enough time to to do all these things so we try and um, help them have a balanced lifestyle and make it manageable for them because they don't have necessarily the time and the the space to do all these extra things so we just try and make it really simple but teach them yeah, all about like how to balance their hormones, which is, again, digestion, having a healthy cycle is a big one. Um, healthy cycle is big. So we always are across that sort of stuff. We teach them, you know, we do seminars and things like that on what um, different parts of your cycle will feel like, how that suits your training, like how you can sort of suit your training and nutrition to that. Yeah, there's um, lots of things we do there. That's probably a little bit of a broad answer, but I hope that's helpful. That was good. And what sort of functions should we be looking for um, that sign our body isn't healthy? For females or for everybody? Everyone. 
Oh, probably digestion is the biggest yeah. one. Um, I think really your basics, like to see that things aren't functioning well, be a digestion. What are you looking for there daily? Like as in going to the, the toilet. Yeah, having regular bowel movements is probably yeah. number one. Um, just feeling comfortable in your stomach. So it should feel predictable, I guess, and not having a lot of bloating. Like obviously after eating a big meal or different foods, you might feel a little bit of change in, in you know, your stomach, but not having pain or distension or constantly that feeling of fullness. You should feel like, you know, you wake up in the morning, you feel like you have no food in your system as such. You're not waking up feeling bloated or gurgly or anything like that. You should be able to go to the bathroom fairly easily each day. Um, yeah, and feel like that's a fairly healthy bowel movement if uh, without too much information there, I guess. Um, yeah, and just not, you should feel like you eat a meal, you you know, and you digest it, digest it, you sort of become hungry for the next meal and move on if that makes sense. So that's putting it really simply. But does that make sense in the way that, um, yeah, yeah, you should just sure. feel like, like those processes. Yeah, it's kind of like... There's a high percentage of people um, in this day and age that really don't know what it's like for your body to be running perfectly um, yeah. and healthy. Yeah. I um, guess other points there would be, you know, you should be able to sleep well. Like that yeah. sleep shouldn't be this huge task. It should be, you know, if you're getting up at a pretty regular time, your digestion's good, you know, you're, you're nourishing your body properly and having that proper circadian rhythm, you should naturally get tired at night and be able to fall asleep. And, yeah, in stressful times, there'll be certain times when you don't sleep that well or you have a kid that wakes up all the time. Like everyone goes through that. That's normal. But our bodies have a natural rhythm and we should be able to wake up in the morning, you know, comfortably be able to get out of bed without dragging ourselves out or feeling horrible or groggy. You know, we should have pretty good energy throughout the day and then slowly come down in the evening. You should feel tired at bedtime. Um, you shouldn't feel wide at that time. And if you have that daily um, sort of routine that supports that, it all becomes a lot easier. Um, that's probably a big one is your energy. Um, even things like skin, um, the way the skin feels. So we do skin folds here, like we use the biosignature method or the bioprint yep. method. Um, and so when we do the skin folds, you'd be amazed when people come in here, when they're in an inflamed and like unhealthy state, you do their skin folds so you're pinching, um, fat pinching for um, simplicity word for the uh, simplicity of um, understanding it for the listeners is, you know, you're pinching the thigh, you're pinching the upper back, the arms, and the skin and the fat there will feel like thick and hard and often they have sort of those bumps on the back of the arm where there's a bit of inflammation, the skin is dry and um, things like that. You can really see that difference. It can be hard to pinch and they might go, oh, ow, when you're doing some of their pinches. You know, come week six after they've been eating, you know, 80 90% healthy food, and they've been drinking their water every day, they've been training and moving and their health has improved, it pinches away like that skin pulls away so easily. There's no pain there, no inflammation. Like that's, you know, another great example of how you can see those changes. Like, you know, in your, your face when you wake up and you look at your face, and you think, oh, my skin looks pretty good. It's not always going to be perfect, but, you know, like if you're having heaps of breakouts, if you're having things that aren't normal, if you're really struggling to sleep, if you're feeling constantly flat, these are all signs that you're not, performing well and I guess it is hard to to relate to that when you haven't maybe felt like that before but those would be the things you should just wake up and feel pretty good you should be able to get out of bed in the morning you know everyone's tired at 4 or 5 a.m but if you're getting up at a normal time and you've slept for your eight hours you should wake up and feel okay you should have good energy you should have good appetite all of those things are sort of your general signs of wellness 
Yeah, for and sure. And for women, sorry, for women, a um, healthy menstrual cycle is a really, really big one too. Yeah, 100%. Um, so just a few little tips that are simpler than this for someone who's um, come into your gym and they've got these horrible habits that they've um, ingrained over the last probably 10 to 15 years and going all in like this is just too much for them. What are some small yeah. things you get them to do? Yeah, that's a, a really good point because we do have people and, that's, again, we treat that a little bit differently when people have had really horrible habits and they're coming from a place where their lifestyle is really poor. We start pretty small. So we, we generally will pick what the biggest priority is and for some people that's just improving the food. For some people it's improving the, um, the sleep. Sleep is often a big one and hydration is also a really good starting point. And it can be movement. Like those are generally the, the main things that we start with, but there's usually one priority. So for the first week, you know, we might just try and get them into the gym, you know, three times that week. You know, once we build that habit, then we might be like, okay, I just want you to drink 500 mils of water first thing in the morning, or it might be I want you to drink, you know, I've had people that are drinking like two cups of water a day in the afternoon, like not drinking anything, like smashing coffee in the mornings and not drinking any water until the afternoon, not eating until the afternoon, you know, just their body would be so depleted by the time they eat. And that's the sort of stuff that can get your circadian, like your rhythm sort of out of whack as well. So we get them um, just simple stuff like, yeah, drinking the water. It might be just a small goal to start with of a litre or something and we build up to it. Because for some people, two litres or two and a half litres is just like no chance. It's like a silly goal. It's like going from not exercising to running an Ironman. Like for, the, for some people that is huge. So we choose a specific goal for them. It might be, you know, even just going to bed a little bit earlier, but we follow up on that and keep them accountable with it and, and keep rechecking on it. Um, and honestly, like once people start to, it's all about for me that positive snowball effect. So they get a couple of workouts and they feel really good. Then, okay, we might add in some walking now, just 10, 20 minutes around the block, get the dog, you know, like think how good people who have not gotten outside and not exercised, suddenly they're doing three exercise sessions a week or three workouts in a team environment. So they're socialising and they're around people that are making them feel good. It's fun most of the time. Um, and then they walk a couple of days a week and they're like, wow, I'm actually doing something active that makes them feel good every day. When you do active things every day, you tend to then, you know, drink the water after you work out or after you walk and then you're going to eat a healthier breakfast if you've gone for a walk in the morning or if you've gone for a walk in the evening, you're probably going to sleep a little bit better because your mind is sound and you're feeling proud of yourself. And it's that positive flow on, you know, then they might start to go, okay, let's just make breakfast as healthy. Like food's not great at the moment. Breakfast is healthy and we're going to cut out, you know, your fifth and sixth coffee for the day or your soft drink or just starting small and just building on it. And often for someone, if someone's got a pretty bad diet and they're drinking, you know, like a litre of Coke a day as an example, if they stop that litre of Coke or they just have 200 mils of Coke, it's a, still a massive win and they're probably going to lose weight that week just from cutting those calories out. Yeah, 100%. And you'd see it a lot, I see it a lot, is people who come in and they're eager, um, it's Monday, they want to train six sessions, they want to change their diet. Yeah. Even 10 days in, you know, they fall off the wagon. Just mm. everything you just mentioned is important. Like just focus on taking one small little step every day. Yeah, count your wins, I think. Like be proud of yourself and count your wins. And if you don't nail everything, it's okay. Like even the people that you look up to that you think are the best of the best don't nail everything. They really don't. Might look like it, but they don't. 
Hundred percent. One thing that I've kind of um, changed the realization a little bit with clients is that, like you know, you said they want to lose five kilos um, in, in four weeks, but the five kilos didn't go on in four weeks. So it's important mm. to remember, you know, it takes as long to come off as what it did to put on. Sometimes, yeah. In your yeah, opinion, sure. you guys do it both, but you know, PT versus group training. What's your thoughts? Well, I definitely think there's a place for PT. I'm- I'm definitely a big believer in the team training. I think it's an absolute game changer. It's a community. Like you're there sort of seeing other people. There is definitely um, like even when people are starting out, uh, the ideal scenario would be that they do a combo of both. Like they do one PT session a week when they're learning and making a transformation. You know, they're getting some one-on-one work to get their technique perfect and they're getting that one-on-one coaching, building that relationship. And, yeah, I guess having that time to really get that base of knowledge around training, especially if they haven't had that before. And even around lifestyle, just that extra follow-up and all of that, that is the ultimate optimal position. But also that's expensive, like for some people, that's not always affordable. So um, it's what you can do, but that would be the optimal as a starting point, maybe for the first eight weeks um, or six weeks even. But team training for me is is 100%. Like I think most people can afford team training as a starting point, whereas PT is maybe not something that's always... um, available to everyone financially um so it's more affordable I I think that social aspect not everyone is super social and it's awesome to have a team and a community around you of like-minded people like one of the um I read the the book Atomic Habits a couple of years ago I love that book and one of the things that it says about um, achieving your goals is surround yourself with people that are already doing the things that you want to achieve like put yourself in that the environment where that's the norm and I think that's a big part of it. When you're with the PT, it's like that PT is catering to you and you're not necessarily around those people that have been where you are but are where you want to be. And I think that's huge. It's like, you know, for, for us, we've got businesses and that. Like if we're around, you know, people that have businesses that are more successful than ours, that's going to help us level up. And that's sort of what that community brings is not only that, but also just a really friendly, encouraging community. Like when you're cranking out the end of that workout, like so many times I've seen people on their first session or, you know, when we've got a really hard challenge, like it's got a bunch of burpees at the end and that person's still a bit out of shape or they still struggle with their burpees and everyone else is finished and they're just like, yep, I'm going to finish this. That's a lot of pressure and everyone's there like, come on, you got this. Like the energy in the room is just amazing. Sometimes like it makes me want to cry. (laughs) It's just so cool to see people encouraging each other and and I know that that makes that person feel really good so there's just so much value in team training and and having that community there like as humans we're meant to be in tribes and communities and I think we all function better in a team and it's um or in a yeah a group environment and I just think it's I could go on about this forever it's just so beneficial for people yeah, I love it as well. Um, mm-hmm. Let's start to wrap it up. Um, how's um, motherhood going, actually, before we go to little boy, Sonny? Little How boy, Sonny. How old is Sonny now? Uh, so he turned one in the end, at the end of January. So, yeah, motherhood's been good. He's a fun That's age at really moment. exciting around that age. Like they start to really pick things up and um, get a conversation yeah. start to come. Yeah, yeah, he's... um just starting to say some cute little words now and you know when I say something to him he understands it which is really cool there's nothing more um I'm sure every parent sees this but um there's nothing more fun I guess and enjoyable and rewarding than watching your kid figure things out and learn and you know like what they do one day is different the next day and 
yeah, they, you know, they learn a new word and it's like, I don't know, just so, so special. And uh, yeah, I'm just loving that. And, and motherhood has been, um, been awesome. It's, it's funny because I, I feel like one of the things that I really want to spread is like, yeah, there's the realities of parenting and motherhood. It's hard. But so much when I was pregnant in particular, people were like, oh, say goodbye to sleep. You know, you won't be able to. Yeah, I, I sort of was like almost nervous to say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of planning on working and this and that. And people would be like, you're dreaming and, you know, <laughs> like come back to us when you got a baby, you know, a lot of that sort of stuff. And like even when I did things around having like, like I did a calm birth course, I almost felt like people not looked down on it but a little bit like think you're a goose and and. It can make you feel like so many people, especially when you're like right at the end of your pregnancy, are like, oh my gosh, good luck with your labor. You know, this happened to me. I'm tore from here to here and this and that. And it was horrendous. And it's not helpful. Like, I get it. Everybody has a journey and a story, and it doesn't always go super smoothly. But I think a big part is like, you're already pretty nervous about what's going to happen. It's this huge change to your body. Being pregnant is a crazy experience, and it's amazing. But not always pretty, but as well as that, I feel like people need to share more positive stories. And I was blown away because I had these expectations of how terrible it was going to be and how this, that and the other was never going to be the same and all that sort of stuff. And I, I just couldn't help but be blown away by how well the women's bodies handle it and they're made for it and the recovery and that is amazing. And the fact that your body goes through this huge thing and then you just get on with it and you're back to what you were doing before. And I did work when I had a little baby and I, he didn't, he wasn't horrendous. Like he slept for three, four hours at a time and that stretched out. And it, like, don't get me wrong, there was definitely times where he didn't sleep. But it's, you know, it's, sometimes it's what you make it a little bit. And I think, yeah, you, you want to have some expectations that it's going to be hard. But like I had an incredible birth. I had a good recovery and I, you know, got back into exercising and all of that at the right times but did that in a healthy way and and you really have to look after yourself and take your time and do it in a nourishing way from a positive you know I want to look after my body and get my body moving and feel good not like I need to lose weight and this and that but it was yeah it's been such an incredible experience and and yeah you can probably just I I think I just want people to understand like just enjoy it and and trust your body and trust that you have this you're born to be a mom and that you can not do it all, but sort of, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, just back yourself and expect the best and be grateful for the experience that you get to birth a baby and you get to be a mum and experience all of that because it's very unique and not everybody gets that. So, yeah, I think lots of positive stories. Surround yourself with positive stories. That would be just, I know you didn't ask me for advice, but that would probably be no, a No, no, that's perfect. That's perfect. And uh, amongst all of this too, you guys also run a... Um, Equipment company? Yes. Enough already. (laughs) Yeah, to be honest, I did step out of that a little bit more. I mean, you're always sort of across everything, but I stepped out of that a little bit more after I did have Sunny and I wanted to focus a bit more on Clean Tread. Um, So that's sort of been more Simon's thing. I did a bit more of that early on. Um, But yeah, that's, yeah, so there's a few changes coming to that this year, which will be sort of the back end of this year, which will be exciting. It's changing a little bit, but um, yeah, that's been a fun experience as well. Two crazy businesses to be in uh, when COVID hits, like the gym's closing down and you're trying to regather as many members as you can there, yet your equipment company would have been literally selling out. Like you wish you would have had double, triple or even more of the stock. (laughs) I know. Oh, my gosh. It was actually insane and it probably was a good distraction in that first week. But, 
oh, if we had have known, like, my gosh, we could have done so well. It's just we, we didn't have a huge amount of stock, but it just went crazy. And even people were trying to buy things off the gym floor and we were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was good. It's, it's so cool that um, I think people have taken on training so much during this time and wanted to look after their health, which is cool. So people were keen. Yeah, yeah. It's been really good to, um, you know, see the changes that everyone's been able to make so quickly off the back yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. It's inspiring. So, far from ideal, but especially when you're on a gym and no doubt you're paying leases and whatnot. Mm, definitely been a very challenging time, but we're coming through. It's all good. Yeah. yeah. Let's, uh, let's jump to these five questions, ask all my guests quickly. Um, yes. Tell me something about you that no one would know. This is a bit of a hard one. I feel like I don't really have anything to I'm sure I do, but yeah, I don't know. I, probably one thing, like the only thing I can really think of there is that I eat um, heaps of chocolate. Um, yeah, I think that's probably something that, um, you know, people have this perception, especially when you're in fitness, that you just eat perfectly and you don't have those weaknesses that everybody else has. But, yeah, I, I love my chocolate and I enjoy that stuff pretty regularly, probably more than people think. Balance your calories and stuff around that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't count my calories or anything. Um, yeah. Like not regularly. In the past, you obviously would have. Yeah, I have. And when I when I want to lose fat, I generally will count them um, because that's what I'm sort of working on at the time. But yeah, I just know. So because I've done that, I have an idea of you know if I, if I know I want to have some chocolate or I'm going to have like a takeaway dinner or something like that, I eat a bit lighter through the day and, and maybe a bit lighter the next day or do a bit of extra in my session or something you know it depends what it is but I generally just have a good balance throughout the week and I know how to maintain now so it's not something I stress about yeah that's your, your goal is not to um anything major your goal is to maintain and like that's what I have yeah. a lot of clients say to me is it's amazing how much you can actually eat when you're in that maintenance phase yes that's such a big point and that's what we've really that's something I think people can't get their head around they they feel like when they're eating that much they're blowing out and stuff that's why we teach them about maintenance so that they feel comfortable with it yeah, 100%. Yeah. Best piece of advice you've ever been given? Um, it's probably not. It's sort of advice because um, the person that told me to read this book was Rachel Guy, who was, she's Rachel Godfrey now, but she was a bit of a mentor of mine back in the day. If you don't follow her, it's Athletic Fox. For any other women, she's just awesome. She's an amazing coach, but she's sort of like a life coach and mindset coach as well. Um, so I read the book Extreme Accountability. It's really good as an audio book as opposed to reading it as well. I liked it as an audio book. But basically the lesson from that is just to com- take complete responsibility and ownership of your own life and your actions and your results. And It's all on you. We're so quick to, you know, to shift blame or think, oh, this person could have done that or that happened because of this, you know, I can't control it. Like, yeah, you can't control every single aspect of your life, but as much as you, you know, if you eat the wrong thing, there is no excuse for it. It's your choice. Like nobody's holding a gun at your head to get you to put certain foods in your mouth. Like just own it. And if you make a poor choice, own it. Like still own it. It's still, you know, you don't go off the rails or whatever. You just go, okay, well, my next meal is going to be better. Like and choose. Like if you're going to make that choice to eat, you know, if you're on a fat loss plan and you chose to eat something that's not on the plan or on the, you know, it's going to be a blowout or whatever, own that choice and then get back on with it. You know, don't dwell on it, just get back on with it. But choose, don't let it control you. Like you control your choices. And it, it, that's very free. And I think like even just in business, I think, you know, like 
if one of my staff doesn't perform or something like that, just as an example, you know, I could be like, oh, that person didn't do this, but maybe it's because I haven't taught them well enough or I haven't given clear enough expectations and um, clear enough instructions. So just taking ownership for everything helps you get better results in life, in my opinion. Yeah, love that. Um, I love asking this question because it's obviously um, something that's happened to me, but is there anything that's happened to you that you thought would be the worst thing in your life that's turned out to be a blessing? So, so many things. And I try and remember this now when something bad is happening, like COVID as an example. Like there would be so many amazing things that come out of this as well. Like, yeah, there's always hardships and you sometimes think, oh, I wish that didn't happen. But you always come out stronger. Like even if there's not some huge lesson, you're always going to come out stronger from that um, hardship, I guess, like which that in itself is a win. But um, I guess from like a business standpoint, an example would be like numbers for me were never um, never my strength. They're always like something I really struggled with and I just sort of avoided running the numbers and being across the zero accounts and all of that sort of stuff. And I put someone else in charge of that and entrusted them into it and they didn't. They got us in some pretty big strife at one point and I think like the thing from that, like it's not again about that person that did that but it was such a valuable lesson to me to, and now I'm completely across that and I have all this knowledge around that area because I took responsibility of it. We also had to dig ourselves out of a hole that we didn't know we were going to have. We thought we were in a great position and suddenly we were like, oh, my God, we have to come up. And this was early days. I think we had to come up with $58,000 in the space, like to pay out that money in the space of like three weeks or something. And you know what? We came up with it. I had no idea how we were going to do it and we just went, all right, well, we've got to do this and I'm not going to, you know, get payment plans or anything I was like we've got in this mess let's figure it out and then from then on that's never like I just learned so much I was across it all and it was like a mistake that I look back on and I'm like I'm so glad that happened because now like yeah there's I can just be across everything and I know where things go and what needs to happen and where to be careful and I can know that there can be a lot of money sitting in the account but none of it actually belongs to us so all those sorts of things like valuable lessons it's a bit of a boring example but just something yeah, that I love it yeah Good. Where do you want to be in five years? Uh, this is a, another one. I'm, I'm not, surprisingly, I'm not a really big long-term planner. I like to sort of, I don't know, I think I change a lot over a year so much can happen. And, yeah, so I don't have like a super clear um, five-year plan. But I guess some things that I want in five years is, I guess, a bit more financial freedom. Um, yeah, to be in a, in a really free space where I can choose a bit more of what I want to do, invest in whatever I want. Um, I like to be sort of have my family complete, be living in our ideal location. Um, but for me, like, I just want to be happy and success to me is living the lifestyle that you enjoy and, and that's really my main goal. I sort of have a vision of how I want to be living my life and I've somewhat done that. I mean, admittedly, I've probably worked a lot of, time and had a bit more stress than I would generally like but I think I'll probably end up like that forever <laughs> but yeah to me I, I want to live near the beach and I want to be able to swim with my kids in the morning before school and I want to be you know in a house that I love and it doesn't need to be like you know millions and millions of dollars like the perfect house but I just want it to be so I can walk down to the beach and you know have a swim of a morning and have a coffee and hang out with my kids and hang out with my husband I can train and I just have that freedom and lifestyle like that's for me that's that's it I'm pretty easily pleased I am um, not about fancy things too much but I am um, yeah I just want that lifestyle yeah love it and sounds um, very clear now you get talking 
Yeah, all good. <laughs> That's good. Though. You have a favourite quote? Um, I love so many quotes, but probably a simple one is live life as if everything is rooted in your favour. Yeah. Be my favorite. yeah, I think attitude is everything. And when you're in a good space and, um, you know, you, you sort of put out what you get, what you put out, you get back in, in the world, like from the world or to the world. Um, like I think if you're in a really, you know, happy and positive and, you know, putting out that really good energy, you sort of opportunities present themselves. Like I know when I've been in a negative space ever, which doesn't happen that often, but when it does, I know that I feel like things just keep being really hard and I'm a bit stuck, whereas yeah, when I'm in like that really positive growth space, it's like having that victim mentality versus that growth mentality. And yeah, when you're in the right space, the right things come to you and it's just good things happen. Love it. Love it. Look at that. We've nailed it. 9.59. You got a 10 a.m. meeting. Just quickly, where can our <laughs> listeners find you? Um, on Instagram is probably the best spot to find me. It would be at Brianna Clean Shred. So Brianna is B-R-I-A-N-A and then Clean Shred. Yeah, all good. And your podcast, you still? I actually had taken a pause from the podcast, but I've got some pretty exciting podcast plans and things coming in. The got lots of half. episodes in the bank too. Yeah, yeah, I've got heaps in there. So my podcast is called Thrive by Brianna Harkness. Um, it's pretty easy. I've got heaps of episodes, like 60 or so episodes and awesome stuff for women's health in there, all sorts of experts. But, yeah, that's, um, that's a really good resource, lots of good stuff in there. Um, yeah, lots of good interviews. But if you go to my Instagram, you can pretty much find everything from there. Yeah, very good. Thank you for taking time for me. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was so nice to chat. Have a nice day. You too. I'm sick of us not doing this right. That's why I think I'm cutting you from my life. No more. I'm sick of us not doing this right. That's why I think I'm cutting you from my life. No more wasted energy spending a pace for every hour of waste. I need an escape to center me. And I don't mean to make a rush for the door, but time's a currency. I'm currently poor. I'll be leaving it soon. I don't mean to be rude, but this scene ain't for me. Like your mom's seeing your nudes. Like a place to... Thanks for listening, guys. If you liked it, take a screenshot of this, pop it on your Instagram story, uh, tag Logan Thorpe and Logan Thorpe Fitness in it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you jump over and leave a review. If there's any guests that you think would be good for me to get on the podcast, make sure you flick me a message and I'll reach out to them. Every guest that I've reached out to so far has been more than happy to jump on, which is really, really cool. Until next time.